You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part two of three and is entitled Hearts Broken in Childhood. Go ahead and read it. But whoever causes one of these little ones to believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a mild millstone was hung from around his neck and he were drawn and left to the sea. That's one of them. That's number four. What other evidence do you see that support, supports the statement, Christ loves children? Mm-hmm. That's the first one. So we got one and four. We got two of them. There's still a couple more. I really want you to see all of these. Mm-hmm. Amen. Second one. Amen. That's the third one. Now we got one, two, three, and four. We're going to look at these a little, little bit closer, but look, where's the fifth one? Amen. Go ahead and read that. Can't please you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven, your angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Okay, so Christ gives us five evidences that supports the statement that he loves children. The first one is found in number three. And it starts out with, not in the very beginning, but look into the verse. Unless you are converted and become as little children. Now, I can speak for men. I'm not sure about women. But I, I know as men, we can be very, very prideful sometimes. Do you agree with me, men? If you don't, then you're evidently not a man or you're just in denial. But it's true. We are very prideful. We think we got it together. Uh, and how do I know? Because we don't stop and ask for directions. We don't like to ask anybody. We Don't worry, we will find it. Even if I have to drive and lose an hour, I will find out where I'm at. I'm, not going, I'm too prideful to ask anybody. That's how we are as men. But men, we have to become like little children. If you want to be converted and have... A residence in heaven, then you have got to become like a child. Okay, second one. Verse 4. Whoever humbles himself as little as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You want to be great in heaven? Act like a child. Number five. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Okay, well let's keep going. We looked at the other ones too. Do you know this song? Children, do you know this song? Rachel, do you know this? Have you learned this? Huh? 
It's about little children. I thought maybe we could sing it. You want to come up and help me? Come up here and help me sing it. Let's sing this song. Do you know the words? You want to come up, Mary? Hold on, just a second. Rachel, are you coming? Okay, you like lollipops too. I have to go to the store. Okay, Rachel's coming. Come up here. Now, let's teach these adults how to sing this song. Don't look in that bright light. Here we go. Jesus Run all the children of the world Red and yellow, black and white They are precious in His sight Jesus loves the little children of the world Does it matter what color they are? Does He like all the children? Black ones? Uh-huh. Red ones? Uh -huh. Yellow ones? Uh -huh. How about white ones? Uh -huh. You're right. Thank you. You may be seated. You can go back sit in your seat. Okay, based on Matthew 18.6. Now look at your scripture. How could a person cause a little one to sin? Look at your scripture, verse number 6. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. How could a person cause a little one to sin? Think about it now. Yes, Bob. Children learn from their parents. And one way that you could cause one to sin is by leading by example. If you live in sin yourself, the child will learn exactly what you want. Did you hear that? That's probably the best answer we'll get. That is so true. How we lead as parents will be an example to our children. And for that reason, a lot of our children are just like me. Don't get on your children, because you do it too. They've watched you, and they're just doing it because they've watched you do it. Your children should be the ones getting on us. Okay, does anybody else want to add to that? How could a person cause a little one to sin? Well, um, it's pretty common for parents to tell their kids to lie about their age so they can get in cheaper. <laughs> You don't do that, do you, Joe? <laughs> Why would Jonathan bring that up? <laughs> Tell them you're still 12 so that we can get the kids' meal price. Based on this same scripture, why would it be better for one who causes a child to sin to have a millstone hung around their neck and be cast into the sea? Why? Because children are just as precious as we are to God. Good. Excellent. Anything else? Because children are innocent. I think it is 
Jesus loves the children so much, basically be the wrath of God. You don't want to cause a kid to sin because you might, you might pray to go to hell for what it sounds like he wants to do to you. Because let's keep going. Let's look at verse 7 through 10. Now, that I never realized that this was a part of this portion of scripture but look at your Bible and look at verse number seven it's sandwiched in between uh, talking about children here look at verse seven woe to the world because of, of offenses for offenses must come but woe to that man by whom the offenses come if your hand or foot causes you to sin against the child it's what it's saying here Cut it off and cast it from you. Because it's better for you to enter into life lame or maimed rather than having two hands and two feet and be cast into everlasting fire. Verse 9. And if your eyes causes you to sin and cause a child and harm a child, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes and be cast into hellfire. Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Did you realize that that portion of scripture, I mean the plug, the eye, says. Did, did you realize that that was a part of this children abuse thing? I mean, I guess I always thought it was just life in general. Like, That's what I always thought too. But then he comes down in verse 10 and he's still talking about children, isn't he? Christ said, if your hand offends you, cut it off. It's better to walk through life with one hand than it is two hands and, and mess with a child. How serious is, does God look at a child offender? Very serious. Looking at verses 1 through 9, we're not going to read it, but the same scriptures. How might an aching heart find healing? By what we read here... How would an aching heart find healing? If I hear you whisper, you have, I'm going to ask you to say that. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Is she right? Do you see forgiveness in here? Uh, do you see, what else? How might an aching heart find healing? Love. Isn't it true that we can go back and say that Jesus loved us during those times? And he's not mad at us. Would you agree, looking at verse 10, children have a most favored position with God. Would you agree what you do for a child, you do for Jesus. What you do against a child, you do against Jesus. Is it true? Is that a true statement? If I harm Rachel... I am literally harming Jesus Christ. Is it true? Yes. If I do something very special for Rachel, 
Am I doing something very special for Jesus Christ? You know, I don't know of any other scripture that we can as openly do something for another person and know that it's being done for Jesus than this situation right here. Go to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. We're going to look at verse 46 and 47 and 48. And here's the question. Luke, Luke number 9. Chapter 49, verses 46 and 48. What were the disciples' motive for asking this question? Somebody just go ahead and read that. Verse 46 through 48. An argument started among them as to which of them might be the greatest. But Jesus, knowing what they were thinking in their heart, took a child and stood him by his side and said to them, Whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me, but one who is least among all of you, this is the one who is great. What was the disciples' motive for asking this question, who is the greatest among us? Put yourself in their shoes once. Why, what, what do you think was their motive? There probably was an argument among them. Who is the most righteous? They wanted to be great. Huh? Right. Right. Peter, I'm big, better than you. I'm going to sit next to Jesus when we get to heaven. And Peter's like, whoa, wait a minute. I, I'm wiser than you and everybody knows around here I'm with Jesus all the time. I'll be the most popular one in heaven. So they start fighting. And don't you think it was kind of silly to, to even go up and say, hey Jesus, can you help us out? We're trying to figure out who's going to be the most popular in heaven. Isn't it rather silly? You know what? These men were just like anybody else today. No different. we got the same problem. Why would the disciples be insulted by Christ's example based on what you see in Mark chapter 10? Well, you go there. Mark chapter 10. We're still talking about children. And it has to do with who is going to be the most popular one. And Jesus tells them, hey... You want to know who is the most special, the most popular, the top of the line? I'll tell you, it's a child. Mark chapter 10, somebody read verse 13 through 16. By, why would the disciples be insulted by Christ's example based on what you see here? Verse 13 through 16. When they brought little children to him, and he might that he might touch them, that the disciples would be those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took 
them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. What was happening here, Sam? In the beginning, what was happening? People were bringing children to Jesus, and the disciples uh, didn't want them to bring children along. We got better things to do. You know, Jesus, you're a busy man. And we got all these parents bringing their young children to Jesus, taking up all his time. And they started to rebuke the parents. Take your children and get out of here. Jesus has better things to do. But it says Jesus was greatly displeased and said to him, Let the little children come to me and don't forbid them, for such is the kingdom of God. You want to see what the atmosphere is like up in heaven? Look at these little children round about. That's the atmosphere in heaven. Sincere, dependent upon God. Just believe what God says is true and don't even doubt it. That's the atmosphere. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.